Okay, campers. Rise and shine. And don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. <laughs> George, sorry I'm late, George. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're all right. right. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, mate. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Mm. And to you, some. Oh. Anyway, how do we do this? Uh, December will be Christmas. Christmas time. We did that about three All the times. family fucking sitting around and then watching Now Edmonds and Terry Wogan on the telly. He's dead. When, Do you know what? what year were Noel Edmonds and Terry Wogan on the telly? <laughs> like in living right, memory. Well, I haven't thought about it. I don't, I'm not as good at doing this shit as you. Do you know what, George? Um, it has, I mean, you know, this is a bit of an understatement, but it's been a bit of a shoddy one Yeah. Um, this year. You think? So I think we should try and just have a nice relaxed Christmas yeah. and try and keep it upbeat. Because yeah. That's what Christmas is a, all about, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's about happiness and goodwill to all men and women. Um, so let's try and do that. I think yeah. happy and uh, upbeat and after yeah, after exactly. singing "War Is Over" to, yeah. to start well, things. This, off. Here's the thing. I mean, okay, this isn't upbeat, George. But like, here's the thing about that song is that George Lemon was was talking out of his ass because maybe like World War Two <laughs> or whatever he was talking about was over. But like wars now are like internal political wars. The war is inside us now, and it's that's well, even harder to extinguish. Well, I think I think. What Lennon was was trying to say, and and Yoko, don't forget, it's Lennon and, and oh yeah, Yoko sorry, I forgot about her. They they were saying war is over if you want it. That was the full full quote. Oh well, I was I supposed to know? It's all up to me. Well, have you you've heard the song, haven't you? Oh, upbeat, come on, no positive and upbeat. Okay, all right, okay. Well, with that being said, with that being said, um, let's launch right into Paul's Christmas question time. Yay! Paul's question time. <laughs> Paul's question time! George. Yes? Paul's Christmas question time. Would you rather switch on the Blackpool Christmas lights with Jonathan Pye or help Santa deliver presents all night but he really resents the fact that you're there? Santa resentment. Easy. You're picking, really? Oh, that's yeah. all, all night you've got to help him do that. I'd rather with Jonathan do Pye, that. You... It's over within five minutes. I know, but Jonathan Pye, come on. What if he's, you could somehow lonesome. rig it? What if you could rig it somehow so that when he like pressed the switch, he got electrocuted? Well, then there'd be an inquest, wouldn't they? So and he was I all think bones. It's... <laughs> all these bones show, <laughs> like in a cartoon. <laughs> I'd love that. I don't know you're selling it to me though. Now, no. I was... <laughs> I, well, when I was a kid, one of my favourite sort of Christmas bits of TV, or... and also the book mm-hmm. as well, actually, was Raymond Briggs. Father Christmas, so yeah, a a grumpy Father Christmas. I, I think I'd enjoy. No, yes, he's not grumpy. He just resents, resents the fact you're he's, there. He's bitter. 
Um, there's a bitterness, not a fun sort of grumpiness. Like a, well, there's a bitterness. I, I still it. think it'd be an experience. I mean, how many people could say that they've helped Santa Claus out? You know, and then oh, also, okay, all right, good point. You know, I mean, I, electrocuting Jonathan Pye is is tempting, but yeah, but could have. I've admitted it now, haven't I? So I may as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've it's already talked on myself out of it. Podcast. Yeah. Have you ever been to see someone turn on the Christmas lights in Manchester or Blackpool or wherever? No. No. I've been once, not to Manchester, obviously, but like to when they turned on uh, the Christmas lights, lights in Droitwich. This was years and years ago, like 2005 or something. Who, who maybe did they get to do that. it? <laughs> this is a true story. They got Wallace and Gromit to do it. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you manage that? How did they manage that one? Well, funnily enough, George, it wasn't actually Wallace and Gromit. It was just two two people in suits dressed as Wallace and Gromit. That's not the they same, then, is it? It's no, it's not, not the, the same. same. They didn't. They, they didn't like what they should have done is like stop motion animated them, and we'd have to watch them for like in nine real hours. time. In real time, <laughs> <laughs> animated. Move his finger just a tiny amount. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That, I agree. Uh, that's that's exactly what they should have. They should have made Nick Park do that <laughs> with a fucking with a knife in his back. <laughs> I don't want to turn on the lights. Oh, oh poor dear. Nick Park. Uh, see, I was going to make some sort of glib remark about the Christmas lights in Sale being turned on by Gino De Campo or someone like that, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Whereas Wallace uh, and Gromit, it's much funnier. So it's just well, it's true. Really yeah. happened. Yeah. But it didn't really happen. It was people in suits. Well, it was suit. All right, okay. It was people in suits. Not the actual. It's not the. A- no. I'm only interested when the actual Wallace and Gromit turn up. I didn't even get to see them properly because, like, I was at the back of a crowd, so I like saw the top of this crowd sort of foam Wallace's head. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a Droitwich. <laughs> it was everyone who lives in Droitwich, presumably, just there to see Wallace and Gromit. It was a big get for us. It was there was word going round. Have you heard Wallace and Gromit are turning on the Christmas lights? See, I thought the crowds only assembled in Droitwich when like they were burning Edward Woodward or something like that. Well, there's that as well, obviously. Yeah. There's the the yearly or, burning. Or if the jukebox is on free play at the Star and Garter. Something like that. <laughs> when well, Doctor yeah. When Doctor Ray Morris says free fillings for oh, everyone. Yeah. That's well no, but there's queues around the block for that. But yeah. um Yeah, no, there are a lot of people out for Wallace and Gromit. It was well, popular, I'm... remember? Yeah. Kids still like Wallace and Gromit? Probably not. Probably it's all iPads now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any connection to Droitwich with Wallace and Gromit or Arb No. Or... None yeah. at all. Absolutely none. The... Right. Should have got him to see. Should have got him over your gaff because that you know he's from Man- Manchester, isn't he? Well, Wigan. It's not quite. Well, all right. Okay. Same sort of area. <laughs> Well, Santa's sack isn't the only one that's full of goodies. The mail sack here at Crass HQ is brimming with Crass correspondence. Yeah. I, I made... didn't like that. No. I didn't like that intro. It sounded. You very do weird. one then. You do sack. one then. You do Rim- one. Brimming. I... Brimming sounds a bit like rimming. I don't know. It's just very carry. I I that's think so dirty. I don't. That wasn't my intent, and I <laughs> I apologise profusely. But I also think you're trying really hard. To sully my perfectly good introduction, you do one then. No. Come on, no, no. All right, okay. We're not moving on. You All right. Um, see how you do. <laughs> uh, Santa gets a lot of emails at this time of year, and Doesn't. so have gets we. letters. 
No, there's no, no probably gets Wi-Fi. Now. WhatsApp. There's no the WhatsApp Wi-Fi in Lapland. Come on. <laughs> of course, Santa's got. He's got to have had. He's got. Of course, he's got Wi-Fi. People doing like experiments have got like Wi-Fi. Why would Santa not have Wi-Fi? Well, because he's because he's off magic grid. Wi-Fi. He's off grid, isn't he? Think of all the sort of human rights violations that That's he's true. committing with those elves, making them work without any pay. That is true. All year round. You know, I think he's off grid. But yeah, you know. maybe you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, well, we it's know a where cute, he is, North it's Pole. A idea, it's a cute idea. All right, we'll, we'll, okay, go with, all right. we'll go with emails. Go with emails. Forget then. it. Forget it. Switch the machine up! Stop the presses! I don't believe it! Stop the bloody presses! Express correspondence! Have you had any. Um... Have we had any correspondence then, George? Because um, you said have... our sack was brimming, but I've not seen a hike my hair of. Well, I've. It's our fiftieth um, episode, as well as being. Oh yeah, shit! Christmas oh, right, okay. special. Well, happy, well happy done, 50th. Us. Um I've got an email here, <laughs> sort of commemorating that. Uh, oh, okay, dear, that's nice. Dear Paul and George, happy fiftieth episode. I wanted to ask you both a serious question rather than the usual nonsense you get sent. We do get a lot of fucking nonsense, don't we? Well, we do, yeah. So it's nice nice of this, whoever this emailer is, to give Uh, us something a bit more meaty. So this emailer asks, do the two of you genuinely have a friendship outside of recording the podcast, or do you both hate each other in real life like the two fellows on MasterChef or the Mythbusters? (laughs) I mean, what do you reckon from from the last Um, ten minutes of this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no come on of course we do we're just having a laugh if anything we like we like play up we do the opposite of what they do because we play up the sort of you know um the conflict whereas they're like yeah. really repressing it they're really repressing yeah. it you can in fact you can you can see it on their face in MasterChef. you can see them repressing it yeah i i agree and i think any animosity here is sort of just exaggerated and sort of false yeah exactly don't read too much into it no I love you. Love you too. Um, the email goes on. If you do indeed have a genuine friendship, how do you maintain it? And is there hope for those in double acts who don't get along? Well, what do you think? Have you got any response to those um, those questions? I would say that if you're in a double act who don't get along, yeah. Um, oh, there's not much you can do to repair that, is there? I mean, you can't just... I don't think you can force a friendship. That doesn't really work. No. You know... You've got to just face facts. You're never going to have what Ant and Deck have. No, not very few like, people will. Very few people ever yeah. will. So you're going to have to think of a different way. Maybe they could play up the conflict. Yeah. Like lean into like it. Actually lean into that. Yeah. So you know, do you think, I think, but trying to actually be friends, I think you know, you, that's um, you're setting yourself up for a fall. There. Yeah. Do you <laughs> do you think? Because we occasionally lean into this sort of faux animosity, but do you do you think if we were yeah. just sort of screaming and shouting and insulting <laughs> each other constantly, week after 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 week, that our podcast would be um, a success by now? Or do you think it would be flagging, um, both creatively and sort of spiritually as well? Well, maybe they could go into a sort of rivalry thing. Mm. Like, instead of a friendship... Mm. Because like it would be that would be that would be bad, yeah. but like everyone loves a bit of a rivalry, so maybe they could go for like a sort of, I don't know, like a Joan Collins Bet Lynch sort of thing, and like play up the sort of you know that's like a rivalry, yeah. you know, pl- you know, do that, 
actually be actually be known as rivals. So what you're saying is you'd have to you'd have to figure something out internally. You couldn't just say I don't know mask the problem by advertising in Viz and pretending <laughs> that you've got in Viz when actually you paid to be in Viz. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think that would work, George. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. No. Um, the email concludes, keep on mm-hmm. keeping on with the show unless you do actually despise each other with a seething passion, the heat and intensity akin to a thousand front hobs. Uh, turned up to Max Flame, obviously, or Max Heat if they're ceramic, electric plate, or going back a few years, halogen. Bear in mind that the new state-of-the-art induction hobs only really heat up the pan itself rather than the cooking surface, i.e. hobs. So a seething passion akin to one, or indeed a thousand induction hobs, actually wouldn't be all that hot anyway. If that is the case, maybe knock it on the head for a bit. Cheers, Greg Wallace. (laughs) P.S. The film George was thinking of last week about a caretaker being burned in a shed was The Burning. Granted, Uh, it's not in a shed. It's at one of those American summer camps in the woods, but they're basically like sheds, aren't they? Okay, yeah. Well, so do you remember that last week? I got really confused. Yeah, I do remember that last that week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad Greg cleared that up. And... I hope you remember, listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, cheers, <laughs> Greg. Um, and I hope you can work things out, mate. I really do. Mm. Um, I, I don't actually. I, I don't really like you, Greg. Have you seen Greg Wallace's? This is off topic. Sorry, so, but have you seen I'm Greg off. Wallace's? Oh, <coughs> Just the drink went down the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> Sorry. Imagine if you died, like, live on air. I mean, it's not live. Know, I'd like have to Tommy fucking Keith, edit it. it. I'd have to edit it. I'd have to go around your oh, house. Oh, it wouldn't happen, would it? I'd have to go around your house and be like... I'd have to... Your mum would be there, like, weeping. Sorry, I'm laughing. It's not funny, though. But, like, she'd be there, like, weeping. And I'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry, George is dead. Can he go upstairs and uh, just go on his get something off his laptop? Because um, we've got a podcast I need to put out. I'm there in like a sort of castrol jacket. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's that's fine. Anyway. It's just a bit of bit of light choking. That's all. A little bit. Yeah. Don't say it like well, that. What were you it saying? Sexual. Um, it have you seen not Greg everything Wallace's... sounds sexual. I'm all right. What's okay. All right. You? It's supposed to be festive. No one wants to think about right, sorry. that. Okay, oh, well, have you seen have you seen Greg Wallace's Italian wife? No. Right, bastard, Greg Wallace. Right, fucking punching, bastard. Is he punching well above? Well above his weight, prick. Not even a real chef. Yeah. Um, what was he? Is a green grocer, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do you prefer? Are you saying you prefer John Tarot then? Are you no, on, I hate on him the... as well. I hate both of them. Right. Honestly, yeah. sorry, Greg, but I don't. I don't imagine the other one listens. <laughs> But, yeah. um, anyway, that's well, I'm that. Glad. Thanks for your email, Greg. <laughs> uh, did we have any other crass correspondence come in? Well, I, I, to be honest, George, I'm in a bit of trouble. This isn't yeah. crass correspondence. This is like correspondence that I've had. Mm. Um, sort of stretching the bit... definition of crass correspondence. Well, yeah, okay, but bit. I'm just worried. It's, it's worried me because it's it's come as a bit of a shock. Yeah, and I'm a bit anxious that I'm in trouble, mm. and I just want. Some advice, really. Yeah. Um, I'm your man. So I got this email from a guy who called himself Sam Endrico. Mm. Um, or San en- Sam Endrico, I don't know. But um, it's got a sort of quite threatening tone, and I'm just worried. So I'm just going to read it. 
I think that you deserve a medal for your outstanding achievements in wanking. Where did a grown-up get such nasty hobbies? I bet that your relatives would condemn your hobby once they hear about it. Your hobby is similar to the dependence of drug users, and this needs to be treated. What else may you think about besides the security of your device? Doing your heinous deeds? You live in the 21st century and look like a conscious web surfer. You learnt to jerk, but didn't learn how to ensure your security. (laughs) That is quite threatening, isn't it? Yeah. There are a lot of clips on the net that can demonstrate how (laughs) it's simple (laughs) to gain access to the webcam of a vulnerable device. The best services in the world will fail to save you from public dishonour if you don't fulfil my claims. I provide you with 52 hours to fulfil my claims from the moment you look through my message. And then there's like a load of Bitcoin shit. Or I will send your clip to your contacts and I still have not decided what else I can do. My proposal is more than humane with reference to you. You the one to decide. I've always wondered how irresponsible people may be. They never think about anything until they face a real problem. What do you reckon? Will the religion compliment you for your hobbies? I don't know what the religion is. Mate, bit Christmassy though, isn't it? So that ties yeah, it's back festive, in. religion, Christmas, Jesus. <laughs> in fact, I have many doubts about it. I will have no access to this email, therefore my requisitions are not subject to negotiation. Even I take care of my safety. So what should I do, George? He's got videos of me wanking. Well, I mean, yeah, but you've got videos of you wanking, I'm sure. So, you know, who hasn't at this point? You know, I'm sure you've sent me a couple of them pissed. Mm. Pissed, as usual. Oh, that's a good point. And actually thinking about it, I don't actually care, like, if my family sees me wanking. No no, no shame, is there, for you? It's natural. It's natural. The anal beads and the lube, however, might be a bit of a... (laughs) Well, you need to bother by. If you want to go on the crass Twitter listeners, maybe I'll post a <laughs> Don't tease a <laughs> don't tease a, an OnlyFans sort of tie in for crass. <laughs> Alright. Well, okay, I suppose now I've actually read it out loud, I'm not actually that bothered, I'll just leave it. Well, that's an interesting um email that you got there. Mm. Spam email, some might say. Um I've been getting quite a lot of spam emails. Uh, oh, really? From Rob Brydon. Have you been caught wanking as well? No, no. From, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. From Rob Brydon? But what, yeah, the fella well, from The Trip? You know, The Trip, would I lie to you? Yeah, Cruise of the Gods. Rob Brydon has been in touch. Oh, Rob Brydon? Someone representing Rob Brydon. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> in fact, it says from Rob Brydon, but then when you read the email, it says it's a BBC News report as well. So oh, It's a bit interesting, interesting. how that happens. But yeah. Okay. BBC, Welsh comedian, actor, radio and television presenter Rob Brydon has made a name for himself as a straight talker who doesn't mind being honest about how he makes his money. <laughs> has he? Okay. This is the first I've heard about him. I don't think so. I think he's made his money by sort of being a vaguely sort of charming and affable funny fella. Yeah, who can do the small man in a box thing with his throat. Yeah, exactly. Like a... It's all basically based on that, isn't it? Um, this news article continues. Appearing on BBC 10 o'clock news, Rob left the audience in awe with... Um, do you really have an audience for the sort of news Rob, at 10? Not... <laughs> <laughs> audience of crew members, a like crowd. the one show. Hey! All cheering and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, well, that is weird. Let's not nitpick <laughs> it. I mean, you'd think the BBC, if they're writing this article, they'd know how their own news operation ran. Well, I think I think I still think that Rob Brydon's writing it. It's just maybe, that Rob Brydon's got such an inflated ego that he writes about himself in the third person, <laughs> in the, and not in just the in the third of... person, but as if it was a news article. <laughs> maybe uh, let's not pick it apart, though. Rob Weird. left the Weird audience. Man. 
It's a bit odd, isn't it, to do that? A bit of a maybe Steve Coogan's yeah. right about him. Uh, <laughs> Rob left the audience in awe with the new wealth loophole, thanks to which everyone can rake in piles of money. Rob encouraged everyone in the United Kingdom to hurry up with this amazing opportunity before the big banks close it forever. I mean, wow! I, I've, I've never, I didn't see this, and I'm sure it would have done the rounds if he was on. I thought so. There's a picture of the email also has a picture of Rob Brydon uh, and Michael Burke, the former newsreader, <laughs> I think been retired for about a decade at this point. Wow! So Burke's involved. Yeah. And yeah, and then it sort of wants you to read more by clicking a link, which I won't click. Yeah, but yeah, I've had about I've had about a dozen of these emails over the past month. Rob's obviously thinking about you. though. He wants to help. Maybe Rob's a fan of the pod, and he wants to like put some money behind. He wants, but like not his money. He wants us to use this. He knows about this loophole. It's almost like he's like giving us a hot tip for a horse race or whatever. And he knows that we've like taken a really strong stand against like. Squarespace and and Skillshare oh, and all of true. these sort of promoting yeah. stuff on so this podcast. So you know. he's trying to help help us out in other ways, and um, sort of semi presumably sort of illegal ways. Well, watch out! It's a loophole, isn't it? It's not illegal. I guess so. I guess so. it's not illegal. It's like a, morally you know, questionable, but mm. but legally. What did he call it again? He called it a wealth loophole. I think. <laughs> oh, wealth, wealth, <laughs> not Welsh. Unless he's got a list. You said Welsh. Have... <laughs> I thought it was Welsh loophole. No. Because well, that's why I thought Rob Bryden was behind it, because, you know, he's he's all Welsh, isn't he? <laughs> Unless he's got a typing impediment. I don't think he <laughs> it, it meant financial. But but it's interesting. I think they should get other Welsh comedians to sort of front spam messages. And I think people would buy into <laughs> that more. You know, like, you won't believe Rod Gilbert's trading portfolio or... Like that. <laughs> I think Viagra's proper lush, says Mark Watson. You know, stuff like that. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. It convinced me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> little joke there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, listeners. Um, so, yeah. What we used to do a little bit about, um, what was it called? The crash something? It was about being oh, smart with money. Corner. It was consumer a type of money, did you say? <laughs> There we go. Now, so, what it was... Know, that's another... Another edition of it. Right? Yeah. Well, no, don't invest in Bitcoin unless you know what you're doing. No. Just feel like I should or say not that. At all. Don't or even don't even at all. It's don't bother with ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, that, that feature was just taking stuff that Martin Lewis had said and passing it off as our own advice. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if, but why hasn't Martin Lewis talked about this wealth, wealth loophole? Know, yeah, that's another good point. You know, Come so on, I, I'm skeptical, Rob. I think I need more. Would I lie mm. to you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Next bit. Next bit. Well, George, it is Christmas. I think we should move on to some more Christmassy stuff. Um, yep. Have you got your decks up yet? Uh, yeah, because it's it is Christmas Day as we're, we're speaking to you. Obviously, now. yeah, as as we record this. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, obviously, all the Christmas crap is up. Mm-hmm. Did Real Ken tree. Bruce make it this year? Ken Bruce didn't make it. I'm afraid this year he oh, was at the bottom of the decorations box and he had a big crease in his face. He looked like <laughs> he looked a bit like Donald Pleasance in You Only Live Twice. And, well, you like Bond, so maybe that's yeah, a good. Yeah, but I was I was outvoted. My 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 parents well, can Bruce said we're be not a good having Blofeld? 
Ken Bruce, I think he'd be... If I was ranking the Blofelds and Ken Bruce was, was in the... Uh, was in the mix. I think he'd probably be, he'd be in between Donald Pleasance and Charles Gray, I think. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's a real, um, that's a real achievement there. Yeah. See, so he wouldn't be too bad. Are you going to, have you not, are you not going to iron him? Can you iron paper? I mean, if you, I've got steam. Yeah, you put a towel over it. You put a towel over it or some other fabric. That's already sounding like too much work to me. Plus it's conical as well. So it's, you could iron it, but it would just then be flat totally. So, yeah. Uh, any, any? Have you done your Christmas shopping this year? I'm getting everyone NFTs. Yeah, they're they're big at the minute, aren't they? They're big, so I thought I'd just give. I don't really know what they are, but I just yeah. went down the still, down the market just and asked someone if I could. They're just JPEGs. Buy some they? NFTs. Well, I just bought. No, they're like it's sort of, but like you don't. You can't like get like the picture. It's like it says. It's basically, you get like a receipt that says you own the picture. Right. And what is and that worth like an anything? NFT. Is it? Well, no. But like, think about it, because it's like it means it's like buying a. Does it mean that someone else can't like, have the receipt that says they own the picture? Yeah, you can't. No, they can't have the receipt. Mm. So if they wanted to take it back, mm, that, they that is. But it's a bit like it's good because it's a bit like if like you bought like a DVD or something. Yeah. And they gave you the receipt and then they put it on in the staff room. Mm. Yeah, that's a really bad deal. I've really I spent three thousand pounds on those. That's if just how many just did you get? A couple. That's a real waste of money. Yeah, it's a bit like. Do you oh, know what it makes me think shit. of? It makes me think of that. What was that shit house called? Who he like? Pioneer, he was in Big Pharma in America, and he bought like the one sole copy of a Wu Tang Clan album. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. He had a real, like, it was like a little. I sort of can't remember his man. name, but I saw a description of him that. I, that I've remembered, which was he looks like Pinocchio grew up to be a real cunt, <laughs> and that's I, I can't remember his bloody name, but yeah, yeah it's a bit oh, well. like that for me, yeah. like paying exorbitant amounts of money it's to own stupid, nothing really. Oh, well, I mean, at least he had scammed. a Wu Tang Clan album, oh, yeah. but yeah, that's something. <laughs> well, one thing that's quite popular at Christmas are the sort of I say popular trotted out. Are the uh, celebrity biographies and autobiographies? Yes. And um, maybe it's not a traditionally festive one, but I was in Waterstones the other day looking for yep. um, a Humphrey Bogart biography. Mm-hmm. Now I know he's not got—he hasn't got a new autobiography out, which is a shame. Maybe next Christmas he'll bring one out. But just a <laughs> book on him would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I did see were two autobiographies by James Acaster, who's only like he's only he's like twelve, a fetus, isn't, he? isn't yeah. he? How can he have written two books about his life? Jesus, when he's only yeah, he's about half our age at least, at most. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, there were two by. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George, I drifted off for a second there. Carry on. I saw it. <laughs> 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 he's half our age at most. Yeah. But there were also two by Frankie Boyle, oh who again, God. he's not lived an interesting enough life, I don't think. It's just loads Three... of uh, loads of anecdotes from Mock the Week about um, Andy Parsons getting. Um... Anyway, well, I'll be liable if I finish well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there were three on Michael Caine, six of Jeremy Clarkson's shitty books. Oh, Jesus. Three Danny Baker autobiographies. Six Jeremy two... Clarkson autobiographies. Three. <laughs> you 
could do a little song out of this, couldn't you? The 12 days of biographies. I should have thought of that. Oh, well, next time, mate. You know, we've all, um, we all make mistakes. The, yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days, in yeah. the words of Hannah Montana. And there were also <laughs> sure. two Claire Balding ones as well. Which two two by needs. Claire Balding? Yeah. I like Claire Balding, but... Does she need to have does she need to have written two autobiographies? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like horse books, guides on horses or something she could do. Yeah. She's into all that. But <laughs> Yeah, but not yeah. one on Humphrey Bogart, which was Unbelievable. Where were you look were you looking in the right section? Yeah. But <laughs> what section should I have looked in? Well, I don't know. For, do you think that cuz he's like do you think maybe his would be in like film and TV or whatever? Maybe they've moved it there. Well, I I'd look there anyway, but what didn't know oh. anything there. All right. Um, they did. What I did notice was a, a biography uh, on Daniel Craig, uh, which right. was entitled "Daniel Craig: The Definitive Biography." Jesus Christ! Um, he's he's. I think he's only fifty three. So how definitive can this book really be? That is, is the thing, question. yeah, because it's going to be out of date in like a week. Hopefully, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Can you imagine if Daniel Craig dies on <laughs> Christmas Day this year? And we've put this out. Well, we're fucked, aren't we? If we're he does. absolutely fucked. Let's hope that doesn't happen. We've referenced it now, For so we've covered words. ourselves if that if that does yeah. happen. So, but yeah, I, I, well, the other thing that negates it, even if you know Daniel Craig does, by the time you hear this, mm-hmm. sadly no longer live with us. <laughs> sounds that sounds like he's round for Christmas. Um, this was first published. This book, definitive. Yeah. biography of Daniel Craig was first published in 2007. Bloody hell. Which is one year after Casino Royale. Wow. So, so arguably the role that's defined his film career. One film. He's done one <laughs> of those films. Jesus. Definitive. So it's, it's not definitive, is it? That's, They'll just put any old shit out just to make a quick buck, won't they, George? Tra- I was yeah. going, I wanted it to be upbeat, this, and now I'm just all It'll be upbeat. Grumpy. It'll be upbeat. No, we'll get back onto upbeat. We'll get back onto okay. upbeat because we're speaking of Daniel Craig and oh, I'm a big no. James Bond fan. I don't know if you know this, listeners. And speaking of Bond and Daniel Craig, I saw the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. And uh, here's what I was thinking about. I thought what was really great about the film was... That- at the end can you believe that can you believe that yeah sorry listeners well George it's a bit of a tradition now uh, on the podcast to open an advent calendar I can't we didn't do it last year obviously because we didn't record like a proper Christmas episode but um, I also didn't have an advent calendar last year (coughs) Um, oh Jesus more coughing are you all right? I could have cut that out. Oh, yeah, I forgot that we've got separate recordings. <coughs> <laughs> I actually didn't have an advent calendar last year. Um, couldn't be bothered. Um, so to make up for it this year, I've actually got three. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to open, <laughs> open them. Yeah, you need to make up for it, really. Though, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to open them now. So the first one I've got, I'm going to go from... I've got two chocolate ones and one that's just pretty pictures. So I'm going to start with uh, the first chocolate one. Uh, this is a yeah. Maltesers 
uh, advent calendar. Reindeer advent yep. calendar, it says. And uh, I think uh, there's no surprise as to what's in day 24. Um, no. I mean, it's, it's a bag of Maltesers. Day, obviously. No, it's not, George. It's actually a little... Oh, it was a you surprise know those, to me, then. You know those reindeer, and they do them at, at Easter as, like, bunnies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, this whole calendar is uh, reindeer-themed. They've got um, mm. little phrases inside um, the, the, the the little windows, stroke doors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, one of them is under the malt sultoe. Doesn't really that's, work. That's weak, isn't it? That Malt, does not malty work. and nice. Really doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then uh, this one says, make it rain, and it's spelt like rain in, from reindeer. <laughs> I mean, that one works, but I've never heard that phrase in association with Christmas. So I'm going to open today's door. Let it snow, I've heard, not make it rain. And it's just the Maltesers logo in the door today. What's the chocolate going to be, George? Are you excited? Well, it's not. It'll be a Malteser, won't it? Or some no, Malteser no, there's not based. Maltesers. It's just uh, Mars. It's a Malteser calendar with no Maltesers. No, there's no Maltesers in it. It's got pointless. a little chocolate... It's Father Christmas's face, and it's um, yeah, it's just like it's like galaxy chocolate. Does it have bits of malt in it? No, just chocolate. So they're not, so they're not Maltesers. It's just like nice, nice galaxy chocolate. Well, you get no, one of the Malteser right. that branded. Doesn't cut it for me. Just mm. get a bo- get a block of galaxy, and you've you've got the same All experience right. there. Jesus Charlie Bucket, it you know, have one cube a day, and then mm. that'll that'll do. It saves you're you all so, the fat. So. You're t- I'm not anyway. I'm not no, I'm just. I, all it is, I'm just curious. When did sort of watching or listening to people opening advent calendars become entertaining? At what point? Well, here's did the that thing. Happen? We started it. We were doing like a new thing when we did it, and now it's like a fucking thing, apparently. And it's so little dig boring. At face <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't worry, I got it. Right, I'm gonna <laughs> move on to my. I mean, I'm only opening three windows, stroke doors. Yeah. Um, uh, can you not decide whether they're windows? Can you or imagine? Doors? Well, I'm just covering covering myself, aren't I? In case we get letters. Um, Cancel culture. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe what Poston said. <laughs> no, but like, at least I'm only opening three today. Like, yeah, well, I'm not spreading it out every single day, or I'm making money off it. Probably. Yeah. Tragic. Right, I'm gonna open okay, this one's a little advent card. Little advent cards that I got from. Uh, Ryan, um, yeah. Open the little window. It's a little drawing of a robot, a sort of toy robot you might get on Christmas. Well, like sort of one of those nineteen fifties kind of. Yeah, that's toy nice, robot isn't it, thing. George? That's nice. Obviously, Quite you can't nice. see I can it, picture that like, in my mind's eye. You can't see it, but and finally, I've mm. got here, and this is a bit posh. This George, I've got a Lint Lindor Advent Calendar. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Get you. Um, where's the door? Right here. It's got very nice, easy to open windows, stroke doors. This. Ugh. Um, so you can get three things in this Lind- Lindor uh, advent calendar. You can you get yeah. uh, milk chocolate truffles. That's your traditional like ball that you suck. Your on. standard your red standard wrapper lint. Red. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you get little hearts, which are like. Mm heart shaped and you get yeah. what i've got today which is a square probably the, my least the, the not the, the worst option to be honest 
interesting. It's still lint chocolate. It's still nice, nice lint it, chocolate with a trigger. I can't feel real. <laughs> I was in. Okay, now. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in Paris uh, last week. Well, not Ooh. last week because last because last week we were, we did the yeah we the did last the podcast, podcast last but, week. Yeah. But I was in Paris last week, and you'll hear about this uh, in an upcoming episode because I'm so look forward I'm to that in listeners. the process of transcribing my my travel diary. Hmm. But um, I was in one of the sort of the the sort of like a French version of spa. It was Carrefour, and yeah. they had three bars of lint chocolate Ooh. for one euro fifty. Hey, that's not bad, is it? Was phenomenally good. So, yeah. so I mean, it's not a bad option. The square is it? It's no, it's right. no, it was nice. It was nice. So there you go. There's my advent calendars. Christmas chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we've not finished the Christmas chat yet. Oh, okay, well, there's more Christmas gonna... to go. Okay, there's more Christmas chat. Don't you fear? More listeners. Christmas chat to come, listeners. But right now, yeah. I think it's uh, about the time in the show where I like to ask you to tell me what you've been watching this week. I figured it out after a while. <laughs> you got there in the end. Got there in the end. Telling me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the um the telly. Well, this week I've not not watched that much, to be oh. honest with you. Um, I was supposed to watch a quiz show because there was someone on there. Oh yeah, new, but it's not an iPlayer anymore for some reason. Oh. It was only on last week. It's weird, isn't it? But not not on there anymore. Oh well. Paul, why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell him you saw it on the um the telly. Well, George, um, it's Christmas time. A lot of people like to watch uh, Christmas films, films that are set at mm-hmm. Christmas, films that are about yes. Christmas, things that films that tie in sort of loosely, thematically to Christmas. Christmas films. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've watched like loads of them, and I'm sick of them. So I'm trying to yeah. find new Christmas films to watch, like a new tradition. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, the only place I can really find new Christmas films is... Have you ever heard of um, this thing, Amazon? Yeah. It's yeah like, I've heard of it. I'm vaguely familiar yeah, with it. Good. Don't ask me it's questions like, It's like it, a but... thing where like they've got like all these films on there and you yeah. can pay to rent. It's like it's like um, uh, Blockbuster. It's like a Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. You can pay to like rent them, or you can even buy them, um, yeah. a bit like an HMV. Uh, but mm. you keep them like digitally, a bit like an NFT. Uh, and so it's, yeah, so yeah, it's bridging the gaps in it really, between all those three <laughs> yeah. disparate things. Skilled, isn't it? Skillful. Mm. Um, but here's the other thing you can do with Amazon, right? What you can do is you can yeah. pay like a certain amount per month or per year, and you get access to like a library. Of films that they've like selected to go under this sort of one like lot of Banner. money that you've paid. Yeah, it's called Amazon Prime, yeah. right? It also means you get like right, free shipping right. or some shit. I don't know. They don't deliver to us. Oh, so th- there's like other stuff to it. It's there's not just this sort it, of video. Part of it, the only part that I can really take advantage of is this library of films. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, George, you can't get anything delivered no, like, within a day no, no. on in Droitwich. Not at all. Doesn't happen. Not even at all. Um. But the f- problem with Amazon Prime, George, is that mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna just I've got a few films here that they've uh, they've put on there, Christmas films. Yeah, uh, and I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure that they're the modern classics that I was hoping for. Uh, mm. I'm just gonna read you the title and 
Bats <laughs> and a bit of the blurb. So the first one we've okay. got is The Elf Who Didn't Believe. Uh, do you want me to put some music under this? Yes, please. Good. <laughs> The elf who didn't believe. Uh, young yeah. elf Elmer wants to become a real boy. He steals Santa's sleigh and escapes to the real world, where he meets a young girl who needs a heart transplant. So that's mm. the elf who didn't believe. Presumably the elf yeah. has to, like, give her his heart or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, the, doesn't the elf sort of work with Santa? I'm presuming it doesn't believe in Santa. It might be doesn't believe in It is medicine, a bit weird that or... he doesn't believe... It is a bit weird that he doesn't believe in Santa. Like, because this is what like, I was he, thinking. Like, he doesn't have to have faith, does he? He's no Santa. Well, yeah, you would think so. But hey ho, maybe it's maybe he doesn't believe in something else. Vaccines, nine eleven, or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 We're keeping that at the kiss. The legend of the Christmas witch. By day, Paola is a school teacher, but at night she turns into the Christmas witch, a magical creature who brings gifts to good children on little Christmas Eve. And why it's called well, Santa that. One night, one night, she... <laughs> one night, one night, one night, moving on up. One night she disappears, <laughs> kidnapped, kidnapped by Mr. Johnny, a cruel toy maker whose childhood was ruined by the witch. And now seeks revenge. Six brave students learn her secret and embark on a rescue mission. Can they save Paula and Christmas? That's watch, like falling down, isn't watch it? Watch to find out. Mr. Johnny. Real sort of snap. Uh, then Go there's on. one called One Christmas Eve. Uh, a newly divorced mom has some unexpected adventures the night before Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting that that's a Christmas carol sort of. Yeah, maybe. It could be something else, though, from that blurb. Uh, It could be. (laughs) Santa's Little Yelpers. What do you reckon this one's about, George? That sounds really dodgy. Um... (laughs) (laughs) A boy befriends a litter of homeless golden retrievers. (laughs) Uh, They're all so sugary and saccharine and shit, (laughs) Together they? they help stop a bank robbery just in time for Christmas. Ah, oh, no. that's nice. Uh, then you've got some. Then I'm just going down a list of ones that have been recommended, um, yeah. based on like Christmas. And we got. I've got into a sort of area where they're not. There aren't really Christmas films. Uh, yeah. Invisible Mom Two, a young orphan heir to a vast fortune, is fostered into a somewhat bizarre family. Like Stuart Little, isn't it? That <laughs> little bit. Primarily due to the fact that his foster mom can become invisible. When the child's cousins show up to get a bit of the youngster's fortune, his foster mom saves the day. Sounds good, doesn't it, George? Um, Yeah. What have we got next? Uh, Canine Christmas. Scott and Scoot and Cassie's Christmas Adventure. In this fantastic Christmas adventure, young Cassie rescues Scoot, a former canine police dog, who becomes her best friend and companion. When two men turn up to work at a dad's bank, Cassie finds out they are crooks with plans to get their hands on all the money and ruin Christmas for everyone. Uh, does this ring any bells, George? <laughs> You're going to have to birdsong that. Cassie, I will. Cassie, I absolutely will. Cassie, Scoot and the gang must go on a wild adventure 
in order to catch the crooks and save Christmas. Now, that sounds to me like Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone with dogs. Santa who, in this heartwarming Christmas tale, the real Santa Claus, Leslie Nielsen, tumbles out of his sleigh and (laughs) develops amnesia. (laughs) See, I thought Santa who was going to be like the Doctor Who Christmas special. It could be, but it's not. Big Baby. (laughs) Dysfunctional siblings attempt to wrangle their baby brother after their crackpot grandfather's invention transforms the toddler into a 30-year-old man. (laughs) That's just big, isn't it? That's big, but... My ghost dog. He's cute, he's furry, and he's completely invisible. Except to Toby, his eight-year-old best friend. His name is Lucky, the magic dog. So that's, a, that's a film about a dead dog. It's a film about a dead dog, yeah. And finally, Little Crumb. <laughs> Which what? is presumably about the childhood of uh, Robert Crumb. Uh, in 1999... <laughs> this is one of the most mental film uh, synopses you will ever hear, George. Go on, let's have it. In 1999, the film Little Crumb took the world by a storm, attracting more than a million viewers. No, more than a million, George. Now the time has come for a new adventure. In this brand new film, Little Crumb has been reunited with his parents. He is no longer a poor street urchin. (laughs) Giving you some idea as to what the original Little Crumb is about. Uh, He is no longer a poor street urchin, but lives with his parents in a villa out in the countryside. Wonderful though it is to be back with his parents, it is also rather boring. And that is the end of the synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) so presumably just a film about little crumb having a really boring time now that he's reunited with his parents i mean it's but also with a sort of profound sense of sort of self-doubt on the Mm. part of the filmmakers yeah they desperately need to assure that millions of people how are they well how are they gonna like you know it's like that difficult second album how are you gonna yeah you know recapture the glory how do you follow exactly so, George, will you be watching any of those this Christmas? I, I don't think so. No. no. So, George, bringing it back uh, to you know some more wholesome uh, Christmas stuff. fun. Were you ever in like a nativity or a school Christmas play? Uh, I was. Yeah, Ooh. I was in a few. Good, I was in quite a few. I'm not like that's. Not go mad. I wasn't like you know De Niro or Pacino <laughs> with these big, heavy leading roles. I was never Joseph. No, uh, okay. A bit of a, I think a bit of a schmuck though, Joseph, wasn't he? A little bit. I mean, fuck know, it. I'm glad no. I didn't have that role. Yeah, I did the sort of usual suspect kind of roles. You know, Roman. You soldier. did the usual suspects. I did. The, we did the school production. <laughs> the usual. Su- no. Wow. No, he didn't do that. I was just alluding to the fact that I played the He's kind of cancelled. standard characters that the kids who couldn't act play. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was a Roman soldier in one bit, collecting <laughs> You were a Roman taxes. soldier? I was, yeah. I don't know why there was sort like of tax that. jokes in the Nativity that year, but there were. I was a Roman soldier. I ran the sta- one of the stables. I turned them away. Oh, did uh, you? So, you're, so you're, get- you're kind was... of getting, tr- like, typecast as a bastard so far. I would <laughs> well, say. Well, you'll notice a trend. Uh, I mean, to counter that, there was one year where they let me play a wise man. Oh, that's nice. Um, and, like, not just any wise man, but gold. Gold you know, is the, the one you want. fucking wise man. The wise man. Yeah, we used the Terry's All Gold 
uh, biscuit tin for the gold bar that they was given. Brilliant. As if the wise Brilliant. men were giving Jesus bullion, you know, <laughs> on his birthday. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, I was in the nativity. I think I was a wise or it man. Goldfinger. As well. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I was. I think I was a shepherd. Fucking boring is that? On the that board. sounds more. That sounds more like it. Shit part in it, the shepherd. Who cares? Yeah, never played Loser. it. I never slummed it as a shepherd. But yeah, because that one year where I sort of played against type, yeah, they had to revert to type in a strong way. Who can we get him to play next year? Okay. And uh, I played King Herod. <laughs> <laughs> really? Genuinely played King Herod in wow. one of the nativity plays. Slaughter all um, them kids, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, who... Mike, who looks at a nine-year-old boy and goes, you know, he's got an evil <laughs> face. We'll cast him as Herod. Herod. <laughs> the baby killer. That's who we'll cast him as. Yeah. But you know what, George? I can see it. Yeah. I bet you can. So, yeah, thank you. But, um, yeah, so I played Herod. That, and then after that, I wasn't mm-hmm. having it anymore after that. I was just I was just in the choir after that. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to suffer the indignity of... No. Being a child that killer. Was, that was that was right. Yeah, I, I was wasn't going to stand for that again. But I did no. have have to fill in on one night um, when one of the actors was ill. I was an understudy for uh, the <laughs> you part were an of, understudy in the nativity. In the nativity, I was the understudy for the part of American tourist. <laughs> do you remember the? Do you remember the American tourists in the nativity? Funnily enough, they're bloody no, everywhere, this... aren't they? Those American tourists. <laughs> With their pink right. Lacoste T-shirts and their baseball yeah. caps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was this was this like a sort of modern, sort of comedic interpretation of the nativity? Yeah, it was like a comic scene that they would they. Right. There was no room at the inn. It was to tie in with that, and they, uh, you know, they had a reservation, but the wow. there was no room. And then Mary and Joseph came along, and it was sort of like, what you didn't hear what I just said to them. It was. There's no room at the inn. It's kids acting, yeah. isn't it? It's never going to be any good. Well, yeah, no, it's shit, isn't it? It's yeah. unfunny bullshit. Pointless. But um, boom. Yeah, understudy for part of American Tourist. <laughs> wow. God, that's not even a good part for like an understudy. <laughs> I know that sucks. <laughs> I know. I went out. I I still think of Herod as the kind of career-defining role that I took on before I sort of jacked <laughs> yeah, I in think the so. acting. Yeah, that was your peak. But he had belly ache, and so I had to go on and fill in at the last minute. Yeah, can't remember his oh, name. He... Now, but he had a face like a ferret. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go, little tale from George's childhood. So I did. Yeah, I was in the. I did shepherd. I think. Yeah, um, that's sort of the part that the thick kids get in it. All right, Jesus <laughs> Christ! There's no gravitas. Un- American American tourist understudy. Yeah, I had lines. There was gravitas. Yeah, all right, but also, yeah, okay, all right. Well, let's let's actually just let me finish because I was shepherd one year. Next year, uh, I got boosted. We didn't do a nativity. We did like a play, Mm. like a play that had a a multicultural, multi faith play. Um, And I played the Droitwich Lyceum brought in to sort of make sure that the (laughs) diversity (laughs) was was on point there. Yeah, they came along with their boot polish. No, what happened, what it was, was the story of it was three little kids at Christmas. They're all mopey and annoyed because Christmas is a bit shit now. Yeah. Um, so then something magic happens. Like a ma- it's called, I think it was called the magic present or something. My memories of this are very vague. Um, yeah. 
And like there was a magic gift that like took us around the world, and we learned about uh, other faiths and other cultures at uh, in fest holiday time, I guess. Mm. But I'm sure, and I was like one of the main three kids, so big role. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was really cringeworthy and really patronising. And I'm certain, almost certain, that at the end we sang uh, "Heal the World." By Michael Jackson. <laughs> Couldn't get away with that now. Yeah. <laughs> and then another year, this wasn't a Christmas play, but I'm just bragging now. Yeah. Uh, we did um, Olivia. This was a, this was a Leavers play, and we did Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I was the Pharaoh, and I was the only one who sung a solo. Mm. So, so yeah. fuck you and your and your American tourist understudy and your King Herod. <laughs> Did not lead to a recording contract, though, did it? Or a stint? No, on it did not. The West End stage, no way. And I actually we recorded that. My dad recorded it, and then a few years later, in a fit of embarrassment, I deleted the recording. Yeah, that's a shame. We could have used it to close out the podcast. I know that would have been fucking Christmas. great. <laughs> <laughs> now all we've got is a clip of me singing the theme tune uh, to the Pink Panther. Pissed. <laughs> is that what we're going to end with? Well, I've, no, I've just that exists. That's all. I, we can do. If you We've want. got to. Well, no. Now you've said it. We've got to. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, listeners. George, I don't know if you remember the very first Christmas special we ever did on Crass. Vaguely, but we did a little uh, feature uh, where we went through our uh, best and worst Christmas songs. I did best Christmas songs, and you did worst. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of crossover, wasn't I there? I thought, yeah, well, yeah. There was a lot of, weirdly, there was a lot of crossover. Yeah. What I thought we could do, though, this year is, like, do it properly. Because, mm. obviously, my best, like, they weren't really my best listeners. I was just lying. We hadn't worked out the show completely back then. We uh, still haven't now, like... to be fair. But we're, <laughs> we're nearer to what, we're nearer to it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, no, we, I just think we sort of, you know, we acted a bit more. We did more sort of character stuff, and now we've sort of just now we've dropped all that. Have we? Gone, oh, just do whatever. Yeah. Just talk. <laughs> but I thought we could do, and it's upbeat as well. If we both did yeah. our top five individual best ever favoriteest Christmas songs. Yes. So we've done it, listeners. Uh, I've got it written down here. Mm. Um, Prep. Work. Do you want to start, George? You, oh, actually, no. Hang on. I've got a little honourable mention. Yes. Um, first. Have you got an honourable mention? I've got an honourable mention. I've got... See, I'd forgotten that I'd been through songs I hated. So I've got dishonourable mentions as well. Oh, but I've got an honourable mention. Go on, then. Well, what do you want me to get out of the way first? The dishonourables. Do your dishonourable mentions. Well, well, Might as well have a reminder. Well, Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues yep. and Kirsty McCall. The problem, the problem I have here is my two dishonourable mentions... Two of my three dishonourable mentions are songs that people have legitimate issues with. And oh, yeah, really, mine does just come down to the fact that I'm, just, I'm sick to you death of like hearing him. them. I've heard them enough in my yeah. life. I'd it's heard them enough in my life it? once. So to hear them as much as I have. <laughs> yeah, so one of them yeah. is Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues mm-hmm. and Kirsty McCoy. It's just drunk shouting. I'm not interested. And the other one is uh, Anyone singing baby it's cold outside which is just the most yeah irritating uh song ever i know like it's ethically awful as well but it's just more more than that though it's annoying isn't it that's the worst thing annoying. it's the worst thing about it 
Uh, and I've yeah. also just got a note, just anything by Andy Williams, but that just doesn't... I don't that, like that Andy applies Williams beyond either. Christmas as well. I don't get it. Oh, he's rubbish, rubbish. isn't he? He's sort of like what an alien would create <laughs> if they had to try and create a perfect yeah. singer. So, like, he can he can sing, but he's just, it's just boring, boring to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I get, get you there. And, and he, ne- he had, was not original. He just sang whatever was popular at the time. Yeah. Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is a big movie. I'll do Moon River. <laughs> I mean, oh, Man of La Mancha's yeah. doing well on Broadway. I'll sing The Impossible Dream. Yeah. Uh, oh, this jingle off this Pepsi commercial is <laughs> quite good. I'll have it turned into um, music to watch girls buy. Is that is it? Music to watch girls go? I don't music know. Music to music to to the girls. Music the girl. Go- <laughs> to get, right. Music to watch the girls go buy to. Yeah. To to music. <laughs> That one. I, I hate myself for liking that song. That's the one I'll tolerate. Right. But I do. I don't like Andy Williams no. and his fucking jumpers and his smug, perfect kind of Anglo-Saxon George, I do wasp podcast bullshit. This year. I think it'd be quite nice if we just were happy. Upbeat. Well, no, honourable mentions. Honourable mentions now. Thank God. Honourable... <laughs> <laughs> so my honourable mention is uh, the Christmas song, Nat King Cole. That one's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. That one is song. good. Do you want to hear my honourable mention? I would it's a bit like of an to, odd yeah. one, this. Let's get things in an upbeat territory. It's a bit of an odd one, right? Uh, my honourable mention, because it's a song that I think a lot of people really don't like. Um, mm. And I don't love it, but I'll explain why it's my honourable mention. It's uh, Paul McCartney's uh, Wonderful Christmas Time, right? And See, I quite like well, it. I quite like, you know, here's I, the I, thing. I, here's the thing about it. The sort of repetitive dreariness of it, I think, actually fits Christmas quite well. <laughs> I think it do- it captures, captures that feeling, doesn't something it? about Christmas. So the trip to fans kicked in from all the turkey exactly. and booze. And it's exactly wrecked. that feeling, and I think fair play to Paul McCartney for for, for capturing that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, okay. Yeah. we get it. You get the picture. Are we going to do that for all of them? <laughs> no, no. Right, okay, so George, what's your uh, number five pick? Well, I, I'll just start by saying I haven't really ranked them as such, so I'm just oh, going to go through. All right, okay. Was I supposed to? Well, I've ranked them. Are you... Right, you've ranked them, I've not. Upbeat, you're supposed to... Goodwill right. to all, isn't it? You're supposed Sorry. to be sort of okay, like... all right, oh, you've not fine, well mind. done. You like them all, that's positive. Instead, you've turned it around on me. Well, now, all right, right. okay. Well, I'll just right. pretend I haven't ranked mine. They are, though, well, no, don't you don't have to lie to the public. Just right. Five mm. at number, number five, five is okay. uh, skating by the Vince Guaraldi trio, which is from the Peanuts one. Christmas special. Just all of that uh, album is okay. beautiful, all but right. the the skating piece is is really lovely. Oh. So that's my choice. You've gone more obscure than I have. Well, I've this is it. This my honourable mention was one of the more mainstream ones that I love, and I, I there's lots of them that I do really like, but okay. I suppose these are for me five Christmas songs I'm not sick of hearing. That, okay, that's kind of how enough. I've approached this. I went a different tack. I'm going to go on to my number five. I went a different tack, and I went for ones that I like to hear, that are kind of a bit classic. I think, well, but I've not gone like, like really mainstream. I love. Yeah, I haven't gone. I haven't got like Merry Xmas, everyone. Or everybody is it everybody the Slade one? I haven't got that on there. I haven't mm. got mistletoe. I hate mistletoe wine. 
that's well, that's not that is there. awful, isn't it? Yeah. But like, I haven't got any of that. But I've got like some that some would. That I've got, some of these would feature on uh, a Spotify Christmas hits playlist. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Now Jordan. that's what I call as... Christmas. That's fine. yeah. They're not going to be fine. as some obscure. Of mine are, but... Actually. Okay. Well, good. It's fine. One, one my number five. Is... My number five yeah. is uh, Christmas. Open parentheses. Baby, please come home. Close parentheses by Darlene Love, which I think is a a good Christmas song. Yeah, it's at the beginning of Gremlins. I quite like it. It's a good one. <laughs> it sort of feels. No, it's, it's, that's fine. Yeah, I like that. That's one. like the first song that I'd play at Christmas, and I'd be like, "Oh, it's Christmas now. It's Christmas feeling now." In the mood, I feel in yeah. the mood to get Christmas going. It's almost like uh, that's like the kind of the key. If a song could be a key, you'd put the key in in the lock. In the lock that was like and that. To start that's the engine of Christmas, and that's the one yeah. for me that starts Christmas. See, I was in maybe that's because it's from at the beginning of a Christmas film. Maybe it could be that. Um, I was at Tesco earlier. I mean, a few in the run up to Christmas, I was in Tesco, <laughs> and yep. they were playing Slade, and I I did just think, not yet, not yet. It's not doing it yet. It's too early. I mean, yeah. this was this was ages ago, before before christmas day i'm feeling in the mood now but yeah i get that there's certain songs that there's certain what's your feeling on i again i want to get what's your feeling on uh merry christmas everybody by slade i've heard it that much now that i can't even stand it once a year wow like, not once a year I've, I've heard it that much i'm i'm, I'm still thinking oh it's that time is it yeah Jesus. i've got to like it but legally you have to by law yeah being from the Midlands, you know, being but... from the Midlands, I've got to like it. Yeah. Well, at number four, I've got Kate Bush. December will be magic again. Oh, I I do really like. I think it's. I. I don't want to be too critical. I get why that's a totally uncommercial Christmas song and why it didn't really do well. Because she, yeah. I think she had to. She was sort of pushed into writing it in a really? few hours. If I've remembered rightly, I think she was sort of pushed into doing it in the studio one day and she wasn't mm. crazy about it. And I get that, but I, I do quite like it. I love Kate Bush and it's it's yeah. that sort of, it's from the very early sort of era of Kate Bush, which, yeah, I have a soft spot for, so I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Of course, we featured it on Crass quite a lot as well. We have featured it on Crass <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Overplayed. Uh, my number four is uh, 2,000 Miles by the Pretenders. Which is my number um, three. Your number three. Well, yes. guess what my number three is? December will be magic again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 2,000 Miles is just a really it's a good... It's got a bit of... I quite like a Christmas song that's got a bit of melancholy to it, which I think yeah. both of those sort of... Yeah, they There's a bit of melancholy in both of those, but particularly in 2,000 Miles, because Christmas is a bit of a melancholic time. So I yeah. like to wallow in that. Um, the other thing I'll say about December will be magic again is it's not available on Spotify. So is it you can not? you can pr- you'll be able to no you'll be able to find all of these hopefully on uh, the now that's what I call crass playlist except for that one because it's not on Spotify. It's not anywhere. on Spotify. That's just I thought with them because because she did recently remaster everything a couple of years ago. So I'm pretty sure though it's only on available it, but... on like the bonus disc that came with. One of those sets you can't well, actually I've, stream. I've got it. I've got it. Listen, I've, I've got it. I've got it. I've got that box. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that brings us to number two. What have you got for number two, George? So I feel I need to uh, preface this one by saying 
yes, technically it's not a Christmas song, oh. I suppose. Well, no, it's... Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's from the Supreme's Merry Christmas album, and it's right. a Christmassy arrangement of my favourite things from The Sound of Music. And right. It's... Bit of a Christmassy film, I guess. gorgeous. It's, it is, isn't it? It's one of those where... It's, it's a one, film yeah. you watch at Christmas. It's like Singing in the Rain for me. Is is kind, It's yeah, not a Christmas right. film, but it's, it's one you watch. But yeah, the arrangement of it is just fantastic. And it's a shame that you never hear uh, any of the sort of Supremes tracks from that album uh, at Christmas anywhere on the radio or anything, for example. It's sort of yeah. become a slightly forgotten uh, record. Sometimes that's what you want for a Christmas song, something a bit yeah. more, you know, because they do get fucking overplayed, especially as you get older. I mean, obviously, yeah. as you get older, that's like how it works. We can get, we can get less, because, you know, you hear yeah. them every year. I think so. Motown doing Christmas is, is really good. Like, I think, the, you know, the, was it the Jackson 5 who had a couple of... of Jackson Christmas 5 got a few. Yeah, and they're really great, but the, the Supremes versions of, of like Santa Claus is coming to town, for example, on the same album yeah. is is wonderful. And it's like it's a shame this sort of never. I mean, I don't know about it in America, but over here it never broke yeah. through. Yeah, it didn't get the airtime. Yeah. It's really great. No, definitely. But yeah, yeah, my favorite things by the Supremes. Fair number enough. Two. My number two is, and we've talked about it before. It's yes. brand new Christmas by Hot Chocolate. <laughs> Hot Chocolate. Yes, we need another <laughs> Jesus. Yes, we need that. somebody to lead us. Brilliant, absolutely Weird. brilliant. Proper <laughs> funky song, calling for calling for change, calling for revolution. Just what yeah. you want at Christmas. Absolutely. Also, never gets never gets any airtime. Never gets any ever. Airtime. You'll never find that on a fucking now. That's what I call Christmas album. That'll never be yeah. played in Sainsbury's. Doesn't happen. <laughs> but it's a cracker that one. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I like brand new Christmas. Okay, cool. now, fan the of the show event. as well, isn't he, Errol? He is. Yeah, exactly, Errol. If you're listening, I hope you had a good Christmas. Um, <laughs> keep on keeping on. Yeah, you sexy thing. It's another song you did. Yeah, you did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so George, here we go. We've reached the main go. event, number one. That's my drum roll. Yeah, it's a good one. I liked it. Thanks. My number one pick is. The most obscure out of all of these, I think it's. Oh, don't grumble! It's no, lovely. Go, no, it's good. It's good that it's, it's obscure. It's nice. I don't intend to spend Christmas without you by Margot Gurion, which is uh, a, just a really lovely. It, it's a lovely. It's not particularly Christmassy, but it's a lovely little Christmas song. Um, Fair enough. Margot Gurion being a sort of forgotten singer-songwriter from the sixties. I think she recorded one album, and then. She didn't want to go on tour to promote it, and so everyone's sort of she. It, she never achieved any sort of critical commercial success until sort of years later when an album yeah. of demos was re, reissued. And and one of the tracks on there is "I Don't Intend to Spend Christmas Without You," which is just absolutely lovely. And that's my favourite, I think, of of the Christmas songs because because precisely because you don't. I've never had the chance to get sick of it on the radio. Yeah, fair enough. It's, and it is a really lovely song as well. I, I literally have no idea. I've never heard that. I've never heard it before. I will be. Li- I'll listen to this as soon as we finish recording. Yeah. And obviously, hopefully, it will be on the. I presume it should it's be. On Spotify, yeah, it's on like, there. Yeah. But hopefully, listeners, it'll be on there, and you can listen to. Uh, yes. And you can also listen to my number one, uh, which is. <laughs> uh, 
Not as good at doing the drum roll as you. Sorry. Well, you know, we've all got our faults. My number one Christmas song this year is Indulci Bello. Yay! By Mike Oldfield. What a fucking tune that is. Yes. Would you agree, George? I really, really love this. But I think last Christmas it was played to death. So by sort of boxing... Certainly on whatever radio station. Uh, Add on gold fucking at Christmas or something like that. I don't want it to become overplayed, but I can see it becoming overplayed because it is a banger. Love the way it's fantastic. Yeah, it's got a kazoo in it. I did a kazoo. I did an all kazoo rendition of it, um, including uh, overdriven electric kazoo as well. (laughs) Do you stick? Do you stick uh, a a bit of that? (laughs) You can hear that nightmare now. Would you call yourself the new Mike Oldfield, George? I'm basically Mike Oldfield, basically. aren't I? With the jingles I've had to make for this. Yep. I'm essentially the same. I, I mean, I could do tubular belts. Yeah. I'm not meaning to brag. I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. Well, there you go, listeners. That's our top five. Hopefully, don't email in your... You could, I guess, email your favourites, but it'll be the same old shit, so don't bother. No, well, we're not going to read them. No. So, don't bother. Um, are there any that you that you struggle with? Because I know we had honourable mentions, but like what I, ones? You want me to do ones that I, I hate? No, that you like. I, I was going to say like um, no, that you struggle to kind of arrange into your list. Is what oh, I was gonna okay. Because um, like um, stop the cavalry by Jonah Louis. I, I think quite stop the cavalry is pretty good. I quite uh, like uh, yeah. Feliz Navidad. Do you know yes. that one? Yeah. Um, what other ones do I like? That's it. Um, that's <laughs> it really. I quite like Bob Dylan's uh, version of uh, Must Be Santa. I've not heard that, actually. <laughs> but, but, but have a listen to that. It's, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, those, those are my more honourable mentions. I did an honourable mention, but those are Well, more... yeah, but it's, it's, it's nice. We're up, it's I feel upbeat flat now. now. I feel all flat. It is like, it's like, it is we like got, Christmas we now. We finally got to a nice upbeat bit, and you're flat. Suddenly, well, it's it's just all it's like we're done now, aren't we? That's like the end of the pod. We've got, yeah, I've got one other thing, George. Hopefully, this will make it a bit better. But Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, I don't want to get like too saccharine, too sweet, too genuine. But it has been a, it's been a rough year, it's been a rough two years, it's been a rough fucking. I'm not going to go over how many years it's been rough for, but it's, it is, it has been shit. And you know, we've had our ups and downs, yeah. Um, but ultimately, I'm just really glad that you've always been here for me, mate. And, oh, you know, it means a lot. lovely. So I thought this year, and I forgot your birthday last year, and, yeah. you know. Forgot it last year, holding my present to ransom this year. <laughs> well, no, but I've got, here's the thing. I've got you uh, a Christmas present. I've got you a nice Christmas present. So yeah. here you go. Here is your Christmas present. There you go. Thank you. Do you want to open it? <laughs> Basically, George, yeah. just, obviously we're not in the same place, so just pretend I've given you like a really nice gift and just pretend you're opening it and cut this, obviously cut me saying this out. 
Oh, I can't believe you got me. This is lovely. Thank what you. What is it? Um, it's a, it's a lovely little pre- lovely, lovely, lovely little Christmas present. What, it what is. is it though? Tell them what it is. It's, it's really nice. Well, Tell them what it it's, is. It's, it's very heartfelt. It's a heartfelt gesture. I don't think I should sully it by making it public. That that sounds like it's something like like an I'll ear tell them what or it something. Is. Fine, I'll tell them what it is. It's uh, listeners. It's the uh, box, the Blu-ray box set of the Only Fools and Horses '80s Christmas specials, uh, available now. On that Blu-ray. doesn't exist. It does. No, it does. Look it up. <laughs> it's a new does release. It? Yeah. I really want it. I really want it, George. I actually really want it. Yeah. Have they been? Have, are they unedited though? That's the question. Well, that is the thing. I, I saw a review that said they looked really nice, and it was a really nicely done set. But I don't know if they are unedited. That mm. might need some investigation. That but, um, I mean, I, I that bought would you be it. a Look, deal breaker. I, bought, I haven't, for me. obviously, I haven't really. Don't get your hopes up for me. Like sending you no. one, George, because I haven't got it. Because I've got no, no. I'm, I'm totally skinned at the moment. Well, I mean, thank but, you. I, Thank but the intention so was there. The present. intention was there, and like we can pretend yeah. to the audience that I did buy it. Right. Well, 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 I'm willing to get on with it and pretend now. If you Good. are. Good. I know you haven't oh, bought me you. a gift. Okay, now I've not said thank you yet. <laughs> well, thank Go you on, very then. much for this. I'm tr- taking a piss. <laughs> taking a piss. Thank you so much for this, Paul. It's really lovely. But I will say, if they have been edited, uh, I'm going to send it straight back. Well, fine. That's fine. It's, again, it's about the intention, and it's just to show that yeah. you know, I really care yeah. about you. you. You can say that as much as you like, but it's not. It's about the present. So you it? bought, it's a shit present. Who have cares? you bought me a gift? Uh, no. I don't believe we should engage in the nasty, cynical, capitalist ritual by exchanging gifts with each other, especially if you forget my birthday. <sighs> You pissed on your own chips there. You'll get a Christmas present next year. Well, here he is, the Pink Panther, the Pink Panther. Oh, have you ever seen a panther so pink? He really is a groovy cat. Oh, he's a gentleman, a scholar, he's an acrobat. Oh, here he is, the Pink Panther, the rinky-dink panther. And it's as plain as your nose that he's the one and only, truly original panther pink from head to toe. Yes, he's the one and only, truly original, panther pig panther from head to toe.